Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Okay, we're back again, and uh, into the second hour. And based upon what Sam talked to me about uh, d- during the break, I know there's plenty to talk about, but I just want to just start for just a second. I don't want to deflect. I know Sam didn't have this on his list, but it was the last story during the uh, news uh, news at the top of the hour. And it had to do with this guy that was uh, arrested for having weapons that he had stashed in his apartment. Holy cow! <laughs> Oh, ain't it awful? We're all going to die. And you know, what's interesting to me is that as I listened to what they're charging him with, it's like the prosecutors of this world, they must go to some kind of theatrical class before they can get their degree. If they're going to go become a bona fide prosecutor, you've got to be able to wave your arms just right and take the most inflammatory words you can possibly select and, and write up your charges based upon those and make it sound like, you know, Armageddon's upon us and, you know, the end of the world, it's all going to collapse, we're all going to die. But you know what? What's really interesting to me, that what they're talking about is probably what a lot of people all across the West, anyway, would consider the guy had a good start on a preparedness program for his, uh, his firearms. Uh, you know, this idea, you know, if you have... A brick of 22 shells. 500 rounds? Oh, my goodness, what could you do with 500 rounds? When I was a kid, you know, we, we didn't even measure the, the 22 shells we had. We stuffed our pockets with them and went out shooting. Uh, when they were gone, they were gone. But the fact of the matter is that the way the media and the prosecutors and everybody are just hyperventilating over this thing, they, they're... So I'm just surprised some of these don't have strokes when they're doing it. And and when you get the news media people, the talking heads, well, that are reading the news, literally, they're reading it off a teleprompter when they're in front of you. They have a read, their job is so easy. You just read the stuff that goes up on the screen. And, well, and the so, interesting thing about it is even their belligerence is criminal, <clears throat> doctor. They have no right to take away guns, no right. You can stash weapons or whatever in your house or whatever that look you have the right to keep and bear arms and that shall not be infringed this is an incredible historical infringement there's no question about it and and we have these hyperventilating media people that are they're they're not it's not just a a storyline or a narrative it's a script and uh, they hyperventilate every bit as much as the prosecutor does who has set the stage with the most uh threatening and dire words that they can possibly use and i'm overemphasizing this because and i don't want to be accused of doing the same thing on the radio but the fact of the matter is that is how this is fed to us day in and day out <coughs> excuse me the what you have is gavin newsom in california they've had some mass shootings down there oh my goodness he says the federal government has failed us we got to get those guys on the stick and they got to take away the second amendment blah 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 no California has some of the most draconian laws that exist on the right to keep and bear arms. And it's where it failed was in California. 
It but does I look work back there. At the last hour too, though. And look, when are we going to teach morality in the people, God, family, and country? That is the answer to the problem of people going crazy with guns. If people felt like God loved them and they had a relationship with God and a desire to keep his commandments because of the relationship and the blessings and the trust uh, that we teach our children to have in him, etc., it would be a different ballgame. But when somebody uh, gets raised or, you know, and they don't have um, God in their lives, so they don't have any direction, they don't have any comfort or strength from the spirit, they uh, don't have any family or at least loved ones because their, their family's all broken up and gone off on whatever. Uh, they don't have a loving mother or father, or and then they try to reach out to, uh, say, love interests, and they get spurned and rejected because they don't have the skills to communicate or to relate and things. And, and then they feel isolated and alone. And then you get them on some type of psychotropic drugs and or tied in with some government uh, organization, supposedly kind of gang mentality, giving them a replacement for what they don't have. Okay, all that's running us off the rails. But I bring this up and everybody just kind of rolls their eyes and goes, when's the Super Bowl, Sam? You're crazy as a loon. But look, though, I'm just telling you right now, that's the answer. And nobody's even focusing on any of the right answers. None of the, neither party, nobody, except for Liberty Roundtable Live and maybe a few others, uh, Christian-oriented organizations, Doctor. You know, it's interesting. The, the most vulnerable among us ultimately snap under that kind of pressure. I mean, I remember, I just, I don't know why this guy just came to my mind. There's a guy I was in the service with, and he was one of the most completely terrified mice or rabbits I've ever seen. I mean, he just constantly, and it was like fretting. He, I don't know how his hands even stayed on his arms. He was wringing them constantly. And there are people that are, that, that are so turned in that way, then they're vulnerable. And that's the ones that ultimately snap. And, and uh, first of all, they join gangs. They've got to have, they've got to have something that they can count on, and so they have their homebodies that they're around, whatever that are in their gangs, and, and and we have society coming apart because people don't have a stability that is brought about by the traditional values that that America was founded on, and I I think about uh, back in the fifties. You know, the Father Knows Best and Leave It to Beaver and, you know, those kind of shows, the Aussie and Ariat shows that reflected the type of life we had in America where, you know. Uh, yeah, can you even every, say everybody. Father Knows Best nowadays without getting absolutely no. railroaded out of, the, out of the discussion? Well, they got to decide what a father is, you know. Yeah, and they, good point. And what a woman is and all this. But the fact of the matter is that uh, the rise of gangs and all those kind of things the rise of uh, unmarried pregnancies, the rise of drug use. I, I remember as a kid running in the hallways and uh, chewing gum in school with the two great sins. And now we have people that come there and kill their fellow students. And, and it all kind of really came to a head once they started removing God from the public education. I mean, in the early 60s, uh, see, I remember we had we had prayer every morning in school. We did. Yeah, when Dr. And, Bradley and, went to school, man, not having your shirt tucked in was the problem. That was a big time problem. But here's the deal: when we took when we excommunicated, or we uh, I don't know what did they call it when they when they kick you out of school, they kicked God out of school. Expelled God. Oh my goodness, yes, God's sir. gone. We can't even. Re and so once they expelled God from school, 
It went off the, the rails. The really bad things went back, off the rails. There are no solutions that are going to solve this, Doctor. I hate to just be a broken record on this, but you know what? I've got to hammer it. Nobody else is willing to. Who do you hear talking about it like us? Look, right now, for example, the headline says this. or NBC, that's the big news, mainstream news organization. NBC News is now suddenly concerned about domestic terrorism charges now that they're being used against Antifa. So they weren't worried about it when it was used against you and I and everybody else. Now that it's Antifa, they're all up in arms concerned, doctor. This is what I'm talking about. Who's speaking about these things like we are? Anybody? Yeah, the, the, these, these things that, you know, Antifa unquestionably of this, is of the same ilk of the, the things that were going on in Europe in the 1920s and 1930s, whether, whether it was the, the fascists with Hitler or Mussolini or the communists that Stalin was turning up, you know, or that uh, Gramsci was stirring up or whatever. Uh, these guys were on the streets throwing Molotov cocktails, throwing rocks and even bullets sometimes, and uh, they were seeking the overthrow of society. But that's Marxist. Marx has declared war on everything that was societal and traditional and brought stability and all that kind of stuff. It was a conflict-based thing, and they were stirring that up. Antifa's right there. And, and so they were out there burning down cities, or at least blocks of cities, and, uh, uh, oh, no, they're just, uh, it's just George Floyd there, uh, they're protesting, whatever, you know. And and I just I'm I'm aston- astonished at how uh, the media seems to facilitate and encourage that kind of thing, and even some I saw a uh, uh, on the street reporter the other day that was saying it wasn't violent. In the background, you can see what they were doing. Yeah, it was violent. It was violent. They yeah, lie right in front of reality. On crack. They make, they act. You don't believe your lying eyes, people, because you can see that going down. It's just insane. But look, it's getting worse in America, though. We've got power grid attacks. We've got communist Chinese spy balloons above us. Okay, remember biblically, folks, when you don't keep the commandments of God, you lose God's protection, doctor. And that's what we're seeing right now. So now there's another power grid attack, possibly. I don't know if you know, but the LAX airport goes completely dark after severing power outage this is insanity and it's we're having ever increasing problems with this kind of stuff it's not getting less it's getting more by the day by the hour you know that that la thing i i don't know enough to be dangerous or even probably ought to keep my mouth shut and not comment but i'll just make a comment anyway and people can take it for what it's worth i I, I don't know if it was a power attack or if it's just plain bad management or if government has inv- intervened to the point that that they have made it almost impossible to maintain a semblance of order within society. I mean, Either, it doesn't uh, the, matter, though. In the end but, of the day, it is falling the same apart. thing is the problem. It's falling apart. And yeah. I, it, the problem is there's power attacks all across this country on power stations, whether this one and that one and the, what, who is responsible and all the details. We don't know, but we know this. It's increasing all over the country. When will it come to a power station or a theater near you? Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much going on in the news. It is just astounding. But we remain solid, standing for God, family, and country through it all, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you'll find our efforts worthy and that you'll fund us. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, FreedomsRisingSun.com. Kyle Rittenhouse, the teen who shot three men in self-defense during the, quote, Wisconsin riots of 2020 is back in court. This time, looks like he loses. Um, the suit was brought by the family of one of the guys that got shot. And um, it's kind of a weird thing. I don't know how to kind of, they say it's a civil death wrongful loss or wrongful civil death lawsuit or whatever. Uh, and the problem that I have with it, doctor, is uh, I would say it's double jeopardy. They would come back and say, no, it's a different issue there. And uh, But we're playing games here and we're violating the intent of the founders. This guy will never live this down until they charge him. That's the problem. The same thing is true with the guy that is in Colorado that won't make cakes for the gays. Uh, he's been in court over and over and over, and he won at first, but then eventually, hey, if they keep at it, you'll lose. We've got a new, <laughs> they've changed the affairs of the country, doctor. We've got a new method. Uh, we don't like you, doctor. You win, win. Okay, we'll keep at it until you lose, sir. Um, this is insane, too. 
what we have going on here is, as you say, is, is a civil issue, and, and uh, I think ultimately he'll prevail with that too. However, as you're right, it's a, this is one of those things where they continue to badger you and go on and on. Uh, I, I, the, the big thing, the, let's put it this way, in terms of the dominoes that need to follow, or to fall, I guess I should say, I think we've got to fix our double jeopardy thing when it comes to, uh, you know, the the idea is that uh, if you read the Fifth Amendment, uh, no person shall be subject to the same offense, uh, subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. Okay, so so here we have what what the government is doing with a lot of these things. And I think we've got to solve this problem. It'd be nice to solve a lot of the problems all at once. But <clears throat> what's happened is I can point out cases where somebody did something and was brought to trial about it in, in their local jurisdiction, found not guilty, turned loose, and the feds come back and say, oh, by the way, you violated somebody's civil rights by what we think you did. Well, no, we just found out you didn't do that. Well, no, this is a different charge. Um, it was a civil rights charge. Now, see, these created rights that uh, that they're doing all the time. Yeah, and by the way, the U.S. manufactured rights. Let's, that's let's right. Kind of clarify. They are absolutely manufactured. They are not God-given or anything like that. But the, but the court case was held in your local local jurisdiction, and you were charged. You were found not guilty. You were turned loose, and now the feds intervene because they're they want their uh, you know time in court to make your life miserable. They have unlimited pockets and money and everything like that. And so they say, oh, no, we're charging you with a different thing. No, it was it was the same event that you're charging me with. It's no person, uh, and uh, well, it says if we no person uh, be subject for the same offense, same offense. Yeah, same so offense, if I shoot somebody. To be twice put in jeopardy or life or limb. They say if I shoot somebody, then I, I say it was in self-defense, so I had the right to defend myself. Right. So I win. Now they come back and say, yeah, but there's a wrongful death here. You're guilty of the wrongful death, causing the wrongful death of someone else. Um, then they take it. All the we're doing is rewording it, doctor. We, we are. But the criminal activity of it is something that the feds are involved in in such a huge way now. This was unheard of. 50 years ago unheard of so so somebody you know let's say you shot somebody you were found it was self-defense uh, and it, it was a, a criminal case fully within the jurisdiction of the local jurisdiction but the feds have now created their own um, jeopardies and they're going to bring their charges and again the feds have no authority whatsoever none zero nada constitutionally to do what they're doing the in fact i could if you want me to I'll, I'll quote you some stuff about crime and what the founding fathers originally said uh, let's their do it because look this this guy that made or wouldn't make the cakes for the gays won and now back in court again and again and again and again and this is insane folks you got to understand the founding fathers rejected this whole idea that was the difference between tyrannical countries and liberty-minded countries. Uh, let's discuss this. Uh, the criminal activity is not a federal offense, first of all, except for in very few, few cases. 
uh, we can get to those. But uh, we got to understand this. It was not a federal government issue at all or a general government issue whatsoever. But even then, the only thing the founding fathers really pointed out for the most part was, hey, you cannot double jeopardy people. You've got to let people be secure in their rights and their paper. You've got to give people due process. You've got to let people face thine accusers, etc. doctor. Well, you know, as heinous as murder is or uh, rape or, or abuse of a spouse, I don't care how. They do not belong in the federal jurisdiction. Okay. Yeah, realm. Here's what St. George right. realm, jurisdiction, whatever. I mean, it, it, they, it's unconstitutional. Here's what St. George Tucker said. I always introduce him as the, the preeminent constitutional scholar of the founding era. Brilliant man. Unbelievable. He talked about how the jurisdictions were left to the state. Unless it was said, oh, constitutionally, boom, here it is, Article 1, Section 8. It falls in that category. Okay. But here's what he said. The guarded manner in which, no, very guarded. He was very guarded. In which Congress are vested with authority to legislate upon subjects of crime and misdemeanors. They are not entrusted with a general power over these subjects, but a few offenses are selected from the great mass of crimes with which society may be infested, upon which only Congress are authorized to prescribe the punishment or define the offense. All felonies and offenses committed upon land, in all cases not expressly enumerated, being reserved to the states respectively. See, this Bravo Sierra about, oh, we're, ha, yeah, uh, yeah, I know the state found you were innocent, self-defense, all this kind of good stuff. But we're going to take this on a federal level to a civil rights violation of this one's right to life. Oh, come on. That is not the intent originally that were there by the American founding fathers. They said, okay, general government, federal government, national government, however you want to define it, general government, you have jurisdiction in these particular specific issues counterfeiting for example okay yeah federal law but the whole mass of other things are out of their power it's absolutely they are not this is going back to tucker again are not entrusted with the general power over these subjects but a few offenses are selected from the great mass of crimes with which society may be offensive uh, infested upon which only Congress are authorized to prescribe the punishment or define the offense. So all felonies and offenses committed upon land, not expressly enumerated, being reserved to the states respectively. That's about as clear as anybody could possibly say about it. It was well understood. And, and you can get your Constitution out and you can say, oh, let's see, what do they have jurisdiction to make law about? Oh, yeah, there are very few. Counterfeiting, piracy. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> this this stuff, I mean, yeah, they were given full power, national power, on things like immigration and naturalization. The Federalist 42 explains why. Uh, they, were, they were being able to regulate commerce with foreign nations. No, a state can't be involved in that. See, d d people need to understand. They're way out of bounds. And, and we, let's take Biden and, and Orrin Hatch back in the 1990s. They created a law at the federal level that says violence against women, women's act. Well, nobody's promoting violence against women, but the general government has no authority to legislate and to punish that. That is left to the hands of the states. It's, it's clear, clear, clear. And in fact, 
If you read the Tenth Amendment, it says basically, no, no, general government, if we didn't give you the power, you don't have it. You don't have it. And from a self-governed perspective, if we follow God's laws, we would be kind to his children. We would love our neighbor as ourselves, as we love God, right? We we wouldn't be mean to women or children or anyone for that matter, doctor, True. if we were self-governed. So I I appreciate the Constitution, and I I absolutely a thousand percent support it. Don't misunderstand me. But before even the Constitution, we need to be a self-governed people. Our nation is inadequate for the governing of any other. Ladies and gentlemen, to preserve the nation is Dr. Scott Bradley's collegiate series on how to restore the republic. To preserve the nation. Check it out at freedomsrisingsun.com. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The U.S. government is monitoring a suspected Chinese spy balloon about the size of three city buses over Montana. Canadian officials have reported they may have found a second instance. Pentagon correspondent Courtney Cube. This is not unprecedented. The Chinese have had, had surveillance balloons like this, and, and, and in fact, they've even come close and gone into the continental U.S. The difference here is this one straight into the U.S., and it stayed. It hovered. In the past, they've maybe come in and then left quickly. China announced it's a civilian meteorological study that blew off course. Ultimately, they decided that given its somewhat limited intelligence collection capabilities and the possibility that a debris field on the ground from the balloon could endanger people and, and infrastructure in Montana, they decided to recommend to the White House to President Biden not to take it out. The House kicked out Democrat Representative Ilhan Omar from her position on the Foreign Affairs Committee in a vote Thursday, citing her language used in many instances, including anti-Semitism. Speaker of the House McCarthy on the Hill. Based upon what she had said, the anti-Semitic comments, it's all about the Benjamins. The the military in America is equal to Hamas and the Taliban. On 9-11, something happened that day. Even the former Democratic chair of the committee believed her comments were wrong. The House voted 218 to 211 along party lines on the resolution to remove her from the panel. Strong cold air is descending on New England Friday morning, and that's expected to last into Sunday, bringing wind chills approaching record low levels. Wind chills through the weekend will see minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit in New York City, minus 33 in Boston, as low as minus 60 degrees in northern Maine on Saturday morning. The cold air could be deadly for anyone caught outside for extended periods of time. The monthly jobs report is most excellent, with over a half million jobs added in January. This is USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? (laughs) That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. 
That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio. So I guess there's a big deal about Stephen Curry, or Stephen Curry, as they like to say, NBA star. He's being called out as a hypocrite. Here's the problem, doctor. They want to build a bunch of um, um, government low-income housing near his mansion in California, and him and his wife, him and his wife, who have been promoting liberal causes for so long, people kind of mock him at this. But now he's rioting. He doesn't want them to build that kind of housing near his mansion. He says it puts him at risk. It's just not safe. You just can't do it. And now people are mocking Stephen going, or Stephen Curry going, you're, you're crazy. You've been advocating for these guys forever. And now they want to build housing by your house and it's not okay. This is a standard liberal approach. Hey, we're fine with the illegals coming into Texas, but don't bring them to Cape Cod. We'll go ahead and move them out as fast as we can. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, doctor. Oh, there's so many strings on this one, too. I, I guess I'm just, I, most of this stuff is related somehow to the Agenda 2030 stuff. I mean, this this low-income housing, this high-density housing, these walking communities uh, where we limit our ability to uh, commute or to, Freely to travel. travel. Yes. Uh, I mean, all of these kinds of things, and everybody and every it's like, holy Hannah. And um, and and I just find it appalling that they use whatever spin they can, and and again this, uh, Stefan you call him instead of Stephen I thought he spelled it Stephen they call it rate, it is spelled Stephen but they call him Stephen Curry okay right. why I don't know I'm just telling however, you, however he wants I, to say it yeah. it's fine with that's me right. I'm 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 good he's he, you know you could say your name the way you want I don't know how we're going to say Sam different but we, you can do what you want but uh, Sam anyway <laughs> try and figure that one out. But, uh, no, this, this thing about the high-density housing, I am absolutely appalled. Uh, the community I have lived in for decades is a farm community. It's got uh, a rural atmosphere. It's got a, uh, a feeling of neighborliness. I mean, I bought on a dirt road. Sadly, it's paved now. But I, I had to pay to bring the water down the road and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we built our community. We moved here because we wanted it. And now, of course, Utah, unannounced and unadmitted, has become a sanctuary state. And my community is a sanctuary community, or certainly my county is. And they won't admit it because we're thoroughly a red state. They don't want the, the grief and the publicity and everything like that. But, but we are a, a sanctuary community. And um, and so they're building. I'm absolutely amazed as I go about my community, this high-density stuff you know and and it's appalling to me when i when i hear some of the uh, police agencies and and what they run into in some of those high density things it is a far cry from what this community was before it was a pretty solid traditional kind of thing and the bestiality even just to give you some idea of of what has 
started to happen now that we've got this kind of situation going. And I think back about Isaiah. Woe unto them that join house to house. Well, yeah, if you're living in a big uh, high-density housing complex, you've joined house to house. Isaiah foresaw, he was a prophet, the challenges that are associated with that. And uh, crime and uh, a disconnection from your community and not a, a stewardship of what you've got, all those kinds of things tend to degrade that. And and I guess I have to say, Stefan has probably seen that potential a little bit. He thinks it'll diminish his property value, probably. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, but, and it but may. The fact, yeah, it really, truly may. But the fact of the matter is, the people that are adopting these kinds of of building uh, codes are are really following a United Nations Agenda 2030, and uh, they are unraveling the values, attitudes, and beliefs of the communities they're going into. And and here's a kind of a tangential kind of thing that maybe needs to be considered too. Um, you know, the Supreme Court has ruled that the community standard, uh, a community can say this is our standard for pornography, you know, these sexually oriented businesses and, and so on and so forth. Well, uh, over several decades, everywhere the Marriott Corporation built a hotel, they had pornography on demand. You could pay for it from your room. So if you had a, more, uh, a Marriott in your community, and by the way, Marriott was the largest purveyor of pornography in the nation through its on-demand program. You know, this squeaky clean Marriott Corporation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they had, and, and again, this is probably that dynamic has changed since the uh, propagation of the Internet and, and how things are you know, distributed now. But, but for a, a long period of time, they were the most prolific and largest purveyor of pornography. And so if you had a married in your community and then somebody else wanted to bring in some sexually oriented business, people say, oh, no, no, community standard, we, we're not going to allow that. They say, no, no, you've already set your community standard. You have allowed Marriott to purvey this smut in your community. Therefore, you don't have a leg to stand on. So this is how that erosion occurs. And uh, pretty soon uh, there's, oh, no, you've, uh, my president, you've set this standard. And so we've got to allow this here, this, that, and the other. And again, I look back at Isaiah, woe unto them that join house to house, you know. And uh, that's that's kind of where my community's going. I am absolutely yep. appalled. And it's going to get worse until Americans who indeed. have morality stand up and reject these things, my fellow Americans. But Joe Biden, uh, I told you that they want to promote uh, their agenda to lock us all down, to change the affairs of the nation and uh, promote tyranny. They want to do it through the COVID, which we'll get to here a little bit in a, in a little bit. Uh, but they also want to do it through this uh, environmental issue or global climate change or whatever issue, uh, etc. The latest one is this. The Joe Biden administration wants people to stay home because of climate change. They say because of a climate crisis, we need people to work from home. They're now going to be pushing for people to do remote work from home to save miles on their cars. They found incredible success with COVID that they could lock you down. Now they believe they can do it again with the climate change crisis. Now officials have, quote, turned a corner and have coming up with another reason to keep people behind their own front doors. According to a report in the Washington Free Beacon, 
Biden's scheme was released by the Environmental Protection Agency in partnership with the Department of Energy, Transportation, and Housing. The plan seeks to eliminate nearly all greenhouse emissions, and it would be done through a transition to electric vehicles and locking people behind closed doors. Your own door, willingly. Also included in the plan, however, is a controversial plan to reduce miles of travel through having people work from home. The plan declares, hey, the working components of the new digital economy can improve convenience by reducing travel demand. And uh, so the administration talking points on this include that the COVID-19 situation was not all bad because it protected the environment. The groups promoting the ideology of a climate disaster, they love to talk about this. But the Free Beacon said that small business owners and others are rejecting this because it already destroyed thousands of small businesses. Uh, But now it's going to be put on uh, whatever you want to call it, fast track, steroids, whatever term you want to use. They're going for broke on this one, doctor. Okay, again, many strings on this. I'll just tell you what we ought to talk about. Number one is the lack of constitutional authority for the general government to do that. It was unconstitutional when Trump pulled the string on this one. It was unconstitutional when Biden continued it forward. We can talk about that. We can talk about the issue of habeas corpus, about it being suspended. That's being locked up and not being able to have a review, a court review, about why you ought to be. We never did that. And, and the states can't do it either, by the way. But the fact of the matter is that um, the uh, habeas corpus issue is, is violated. And uh, by the way, this is a global thing. I'm going to quote from the World Economic Foreman's Great Reset website. Here's what they said. See, this is a, they, they pile these things on, just like whether it's pornography in your community or the 2030 agenda with these uh, high-density housing units. Everything builds on it, Okay. So here's the World Economic Forum Great Reset website. It says, quote, the response of co- to COVID-19 proves that a reset of our economic and social foundations is possible. To achieve a better outcome, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies. You know, we're talking transportation and lockdowns, whatever I'm going on. Revamp all aspects of our societies and economies from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate in every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. Ladies and gentlemen, it's out of control. We have a break. We'll come back and talk about the silent coup that Dr. Bradley's referring to. He's spot on. By the way, do you know what minimum wage was in 1964, Doctor? I'll tell you, we'll talk about the coup in seconds. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. 
and the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9.6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Recent studies show that parents who smoke in the home are more likely to have children who smoke. Yes, in fact, my brother, he's 22 now, he told me and my father that's why he started smoking. One of the reasons why he started smoking is because my dad was around, you know, and he, he, my dad, they saw my dad smoking. My dad said, okay, I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to you know, watch what I'm doing. Recent studies also show that in homes where parents don't smoke, their children usually don't smoke either. I am the way I am because my grandparents taught me what not to do. They gave me morals. They gave me belief. They gave me something to believe in. They just taught me well. I love them. <laughs> I do. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Yeah, I asked Dr. Bradley a question relating to this economic reset they're forcing on us. Do you know what the um, minimum wage was in 1964? He says, I lived it. Well, he's right, doctor. Yeah, it was a buck and a quarter an hour, but it was even, I mean, there was there was a, a kind of a interesting standard. I was doing migrant work at the time, harvesting crops, okay? So, you know, it was one of those things, you know, you think, think about uh, some of the, the things that, uh, John Steinbeck wrote about and all of the things. I mean, you know, yeah, I lived that. And and I worked with uh, uh, Native American migrant workers when we were do- out in the fields. But at any rate, uh, when, when I was, say, pulling radishes out of the ground and making radish bunches, we got paid on a piece rate. And uh, it was two cents for every three bunches, by the way. And so you worked your tail off, grinding out the dirt and everything. And, and and so, but if you worked extra on the farm with things that were not uh, a piece rate kind of thing, the rate, on agricultural rate, was 50 cents an hour. So, you know, we felt like we cut a fat hog if we got that kind of work. So anyway, fact of the matter is they have inflated the, the uh, money supply to the point they've created money out of thin air for all those decades intervening. And uh, we have today... Uh, almost a, a completely worthless dollar. But the idea that the the minimum wage thing can be adjusted at a federal level. By the way, back in the 1920s, a uh, an effort to create a federal wet, uh, minimum wage was rejected because wisely, it appropriately, constitutionally it rejected. It was, in fact, and they said, no, no, you're violating the right to contract and you're violating a property right of the owners and the individuals to create their own, you know, to negotiate a salary. Okay, so so anyway, we're, we've long since left that. We've, we don't have any sound constitutional thinkers, uh, almost none, in the, in the uh, general government. But this but is now, all leading up to a reset, doctor. All this debauching of our money and everything else is leading to a crisis, which eventually will then their plan is to foment the reset from the crisis. 
there's no question. And and I read you what they said on their Great Reset website on the World Economic Forum. You know, they were just meeting a week ago. But Klaus Schwab, you know, the guy that started this back in 1971, the World Economic Forum, these guys are a, they're proposing a globalized world managed by self-selected coalition, multinational corporations, governments through the United Nations, and some civil societies, the the selected civil societies or something like that, they call it. Anyway, Klaus Schwab has talked in the past about a silent global coup d'etat to capture governance, and they're planning on doing it through the Davos-type meetings that they have. So, so yeah, the, the economy's being destroyed by creating money out of thin air and the Federal Reserve's neck deep in that, and so is our general government. And, and that's all been set up by the Federal Reserve Act back in 1913. So 110 years ago, the, the pieces were put into place for this. And they're doing, they, they tried the Agenda 21 thing. They missed their, uh, you know, Agenda 21 because some of us resisted it. I don't know how much personal uh, claim I can make to that, but we've tried since the 1990s when they brought it forth. But now it's a 2030 thing. This silent global coup d'etat is underway. And um, my goodness, they think they've got it all lined up. We need more people well, that are listening. Lose. They're going to lose. It's going to be rough along the way. But let me give you a little comparison so people can kind of understand. $1.25 an hour back in 1964 equates to an eight-hour day is 10 bucks a day. Right, doctor? Okay. I'll go along with that. You like I me? say, been there, done that. You bet. 10 bucks a day times, you know, five days a week, so 50 bucks a week. Yep. 50 bucks a week times 20 or times 52 weeks. Let's just assume you don't get a bunch of weeks off or anything else. Well, you get a paid uh, vacation, whatever. You, you get 20 <laughs> or you get uh, literally $2,600 a year. Yeah. Yeah. $2,600 a year, ladies and gentlemen. Now, listen to me carefully. The equivalent of that in modern times would have to be times by like 35 to get an equivalent. Where am I getting the 35 number? Well, I'll answer you. There's a silver eagle, silver dollar made by your government right now, and it says a dollar on it. But in order to get one, a 2022, 2023 one, you got to pay like $37. I'm going to call it two bucks for minting and transport and everything else, and I'm going to say it's worth $35. Silver eagle, silver dollar. It costs you $35 to get one right now. So now if I take that 2600 that you made in 1964 per year, you're right. You follow me? Right. This isn't like great wages. This is minimum wage, right? right. $2,600 times the 35, you have to make $91,000 to have minimum wage in our day that would be equivalent, doctor. Well, you know what? That's pretty good. I think I'm for it. No, come on. You guys don't, are not listening. <laughs> yeah, of there course There is no not. authority to intervene like that. There is no and authority. That is the and They have destroyed our economy. And the coup d'etat is well underway, and we as the people are completely silent in, in an outcry about this. And you know what? When Joe Biden comes on and does his uh, um, State of the Union address in four days, this is going to be a central theme. We've got to raise that national debt. Where do you get the money? Oh, we borrow it. Well, uh, or we take it from you by force, force of government. Well, where do you borrow it? Well, these guys called the Federal Reserve, they'll print it for us. Okay, well, where do they get it? Well, they do a computer entry. They create it out of thin air and loan it to us out of 
That's and then they print it and pay two cents, about two and a half cents for a hundred dollar bill. It's criminal, and it needs to be stopped if we ever want to restore the republic, ladies and gentlemen. Now they're using ESG to get this done: environmental, social, governance, so to speak. The social is the economy stuff. The environment's the global, you know, the climate change stuff. But here's what they're doing with the health issues. So COVID. Here's the latest. They're really working on vaccines in your food. They want to force everyone to be vaccinated. All right. We got to reject that big time, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? We talked yesterday with Mary Toko about how the eggs, the cost of eggs are going through the roof. And we now know why, by the way. Chicken egg yolk antibodies, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you know, but there's now evidence that it's blocking the binding of multiple SARS-CoV-2 spike protein variants to human, what they call ACE2 receptors. You say, Sam, what do you mean? The ACE2 receptors, all right? It's the enzyme at the center of the COVID-19. It literally um, is able to sit on the top of the cells, this spike protein. But the egg yolks, these egg antibodies, are able to disrupt that. And so the way I described it, doctor, really quick, is it's like these abortion pills. What they do is when the sperm meets the egg and creates a baby, then these abortion pills and these, um, you know, uh, uh, birth control pills and all that, what they do is they prevent the egg from connecting to the uterine wall and, and getting the nutrients that it needs, so eventually it dies and sloughs off. Well, the point is this egg yolk antibody has the ability to prevent the spike protein from staying on the cells. No wonder they don't want us to have eggs, huh? Yeah. Yeah, my wife brought me this story last night. I was preparing another presentation. She says, you got to hear this. And I'm going, holy cow. And I'm glad you brought it up today because everything, there's an old saying, if it happens in politics, it was planned. And everything comes together. The idea of of whether it's facial recognition and how easy it is to get through airports anymore and all this kind of stuff, all of this stuff has a an agenda behind it. And and truly, whether they're killing the uh, the chickens by stuff they're spraying in the air or they're claiming that they all the chicken coops are catching food, on fire. Yeah, yeah, all of these things, everything, and and honestly, uh, one of my kids called me. Uh, they live out in a, a more rural area. And, you know, and they have their own chickens and everything like that. But they said they were in their nearby market, which is a really rural market. Uh, they said, oh, we just looked at eggs. They're 28 bucks a dozen. And it's like, okay, so we'll price them out of the market because of shortages. You know, the supply and demand kind of thing. So this is absolutely an absurdity. And we, the people, need to start recognizing we have got to be back in control of our lives. And I was talking to a regular guy the other day, you know, just, I mean, he's listened to my webinar a few times. And so he has a desire to, to gain a little bit more understanding about what's going on. And he told me, yeah, I haven't been on your webinar for a while, but boy, I just love it, blah, blah, blah. And, and he was telling me that the, something we've talked about is that Jefferson said that almost no Americans ever saw a tax gatherer, for example. And he says, yeah, you're right. There's almost no government footprint in terms of our everyday lives in America of 100 years ago. And now they're everywhere. Everywhere there's a government footprint. 
And and everything is becoming illegal, by the way. And and Utah will probably create 500 new laws during their 45-day legislative session. And it's like government has taken a preeminent position. And the American way was no. They were there to prevent, you know, civil disruption by Antifa, whatever. Uh, the invasion by foreign forces that they say is a weather balloon now. But if they told us that about everything, sure, we, have, we, we need several hundred thousand weather balloons over our city. People don't know the balloons have had military strategic uh, value for centuries now. And, and whether you're looking at something that happened in the Civil War or something that's, that happened in World War II over the, the beaches of Normandy, whatever, there, there's, there's places where these things have military significance. And the, the Biden administration is saying about this weather balloon, oh, man, it's just a weather balloon, guys. And if we took it down, it might fall on somebody. Holy cow. Take it down over the plains in central or eastern Montana and quit worrying about it. I mean, you know, these things are so bizarre to me. And, and we have ways a government to take footprint these down on us. anyway. There's ways to move that balloon, and there's ways to take it down easily, Doctor. Let's not pretend we can't get this done. Come yeah, on. it could happen. It could. So, but the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is look, they've got a plan for you, and that plan is a tyrannical reset of everything you know to remake America from the moral constitutional republic that it once was to an absolute communist nation with a face or fronting or a face of socialism, but not your dad's socialism, the new kind, the kind that's good, the kind that's safe and lets everybody be who they want to be. And, and they lie through their teeth on this because all roads lead straight to hell in their scenario, doctor. They truly do. And any, any variance from what we have been uh, given under the grace of God is truly my opinion in the initial founding era is going to lead to destruction. We've mentioned the economic World Economic Forum. It's touted as the International Organization for Public-Private Cooperation. How often do we hear this? Right in the Utah legislature right now, they're promoting public-private cooperation. This is World Economic Forum stuff. They're promoting the model where some self-elected group of stakeholders make decisions on behalf of the people. We've got to go back to the original intent. Our pathway, our trail is known back to that. It's simple, it's straightforward. And people have got to learn it. Remember this. It's not coming to a theater near you. It's already playing primetime in your theater, in your legislative bodies, at locally, whether you know it or not. Beware, get educated, turn to God, and stand up, would you please. To learn more about the incredible Collegiate Series to Preserve the Nation, check out Dr. Bradley's website, freedomsrisingsun.com. You can also check out his weekly webinars. That's freedomsrisingsun.com. Lovingliberty.net is our website, and God save the republic. <laughs>